0: Good morning, and welcome to Emma Audio episode 28, I think. It was a two-hour delay at school today, so I just got the kids on the bus, and it's so hard to leave because the kitchen is so sunny this time in the morning, and it's so delightful in here, and instead I need to go out and harvest greens for a little bit, and I'm going to get super soaked. Even though I have full rubber rain gear from head to toe, there's just no way around it. It's going to be slushy and pretty miserable. And then I'll be tying wreaths for the rest of the afternoon, so that won't be so bad. But at any rate, here I am sitting in my yellow chair in the kitchen in a shaft of sunlight. And it's so nice. And what I wanted to talk to you guys about is about... Whoa, there goes a bag of chips. What I wanted to talk to you guys about was... Uh, the importance of controlling the means of production. And this has been driven home to me by the fact that all of this snow that we're getting with this early winter here has meant that uh, up in Canada, they're getting way more. So around us, you know, we'll, we'll get an inch here, an inch there, four inches here. But up in Canada, I think they have like feet of snow. And... Uh, a lot of the balsam fir production comes from up in Canada where it's just, that's the type of forest they have and people go out on ATVs and harvest balsam tips. And that's where like, uh, you know, wreaths that are sold to cities and, and just bigger operations in general, they buy their wreaths from Canada. It's a big production. But it's dependent on these independent operators being able to go out into the forest and harvest. And right now there's so much snow that they can't. I think even if they could get there on snowmobiles, once there's a lot of snow on the branches, it just becomes really difficult to, to harvest. So there's a shortage of balsam, which means there's a shortage of reeds, which means that I'm getting questions every single day from all of these farms and all of these stores and garden centers that aren't, uh, that aren't able to get their usual um, wreaths or or just bales of greens from up north who are wondering if I have anything for them. And it's pretty clear that these are people who built a business around getting a supply of something from someone. And they're, they're the middleman. There's nothing wrong with being the middleman, but the problem with being the middleman is that you're reliant on your um on your sources for uh for material and so your reliability depends on their reliability um and your time frame depends on their time frame and so uh it just it complicates things and it means that you're at the mercy of situations that you don't really control this is one thing i think about with my businesses um both the spoon carving and the, the editing business is is that I am using resources. I'm sorry, the spoon carving and and the tree business. Well, I guess the editing business too. Uh, I'm using resources that I control, right? The the balsam I turn into reeds is all balsam from my hillside. The, the wood that I'm turning into spoons is all wood that I can go out and gather myself. Um, And While that can be a limiting factor, right? Uh, If I am limiting myself to the amount of balsam that my hillside can sustainably produce year after year, that means that I'm not going to build as readily, I'm not as likely to build an operation that can scale up and employ, you know, 10 people all making reeds in a workshop to really, you know, and I buy in greens from somewhere else and I churn out reeds and I make a profit off of that, right? I'm not going to do that. So I don't have that kind of business. But what that but but there is but there's a a flip side to that coin, which is even though I'm not likely to scale up because I'm limited by the size of what my land base can produce, I am also not at the mercy of those kinds of fluctuations in supply. So. That is both the limitation and the blessing of remaining small and within the supply base that you actually control. Um, and I'm not saying that you should always stay small. I think sometimes it makes sense to scale up, and if there's enough demand for you know business that you where you employ people, by all means do it. But uh, you have to ask yourself how comfortable you are with giving up that amount of control and. I think I am fundamentally just more comfortable with being a producer um, rather than a middleman. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, I wanted to add a little addendum to this episode, which is that uh, I I started thinking after I talked about this that. This kind of goes back to that, uh, thing, wasn't there a thing that Karl Marx wrote about, about, you know, that it's important to control the means of production, right? That in the, in the means of production is where the, where the control and, and wealth lie. I guess not necessarily wealth, but the ability, but the control over who gets the wealth, um, and but i think the interesting thing is that marx was talking about like factories although he's probably also talking about you know mines and farms and stuff but um i think i think there's an important distinction to be made between uh like a workshop that you could say oh it controls the supply of the finished item, but the workshop itself requires inputs. It requires supply of raw materials versus somebody who has a a land-based business that controls the supply of materials itself. Um, now, that land-based business can be can be tricky it doesn't always make sense right if you own a coal mine and it costs more to extract the coal than uh then you would get for it on the market or if nobody wants to buy coal because it's a stupid dirty source of energy uh then you've got a problem and it no longer it, you know no longer pays to have that source of supply um so, for instance, if if nobody wanted to buy my greens, they would the land would still be producing greens, but it wouldn't be nearly as uh, profitable for me to harvest them. Sometimes those sorts of things are within your control, right? I charge what I charge for greens. I don't even know what the market standard is. I just charge what I charge, and people either want it or they don't. And uh, in general people want it or enough people want it that it fills up my time. So I don't really care what the market charges. So it doesn't always pay to look at what the market is doing because it's always so situationally specific to you. But it's important to realize that if you are the one supplying the raw material, sometimes it makes sense to take that raw material and turn it into a more finished product yourself so that you can uh, more readily control the demand for that supply of raw material. Um, so for me, it pays to both sell the balsam as balsam to other wreath makers, but it also pays quite well for me to turn it into wreaths myself because I can control. I can also tweak and contribute to the demand, grow the demand for the reads from my own customer base. So that's spreading out um, my sales over a diversified range of customers.